you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 190. Well, hi, guys. I have a fun conversation for you this week. I have been doing these live report card sessions with some of my current moms, And I had scheduled one with moms, Michelle and Liz, and they have been in my program for a long time. Anyway, just amazing women. And the conversation, Liz, we were doing it as a Facebook Live. There was a few technical difficulties. And so whatever, it was fine. Michelle and I ended up being live and then Liz was just kind of chiming in and commenting. Um, But then she left us a follow-up message. So you do actually get to hear Liz's voice and you want to hear Liz's voice because she's a real treat. She has a way with words. We all love her in the mastermind. But um, I really wanted to talk with them together because There's been this interesting thing that has happened since I started doing some group coaching and running programs in a group format. You know, everyone gets a lot of one-on-one attention from me, but, you know, talking about parenting, this is something that it's like one of those like brick to the head, duh factor moments for me. And I haven't connected the dots until recently. Like I always knew it was hard to talk about parenting, but I didn't realize that I think it is actually the most taboo subject because most of us have old wounds that we've tried to forget about from our own childhood uh, because there's something about talking about it quite often that I think can feel disrespectful to your own parents. And then many of us have this worry that when our kids grow up, (laughs) they're going to come back and blame us for whatever it is that we're doing now, right? And so I've heard people talk about parenting and, you know, it's so personal. It's nothing anybody should chime in about. I think it's just because most of us feel a little insecure about things like we've, or we've got secret worries or we just want to get it right. I don't know. It's just a loaded topic and conversation. And when I started talking about parenting, I will tell you, or when I started this business, I sort of have felt, and now, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me now, but I've even felt like I kind of was wearing a scarlet letter in my own community, like my own actual real community in real life. I just think this is a 
this is a topic that when you start talking about it, it's like, you know, who are you to be the expert? Oh, you think you're such a perfect parent? Where there's shame and where there's fear, it just becomes like a minefield. And so something that has happened in this kind of community format, I guess because I've curated the community that I always wanted, is we have honest conversations and we're all workshopping together and we're talking about the real deal. We're talking about the moments where we know we got it wrong. We're talking about the moments where we, our kids are triggering the hell out of us. We're talking about, we're talking about all the things. And so, so Liz and Michelle are moms that, you know, they were doing all the learning and they were seeing big results in their household. And yet there was still a little bit of, I don't know if I would call it a guardedness or just being somewhat reserved at times. And so probably six months ago, I think it was about six months ago, I started these small accountability groups. And these small accountability groups, I was I was involved and then I kind of paired people together. And I don't really know why I paired certain people together. I just, I don't know. I just get to know people. And I was like, I, I was like, I was like a I was like a friend, <laughs> accountability partner, matchmaker. But I stayed in it at first. You know, I stayed, I stayed in these accountability groups so they could just all get kind of some special private coaching from me and they could do it in these smaller groups because maybe some of the bigger groups felt overwhelming or some of my moms that I could sense are more reserved or a little more introverted. You know, it's just a tricky thing. You know, it's always, it's like we live in a culture where all of the extroverts, are used to, you know, having the voice, the loudest voices. And so I'm really mindful about making sure that everyone's voice gets a chance to be heard. So I paired Michelle and Liz together. They live in two different cities. They didn't really know each other on a personal level, and they have become the most amazing friends. And what I have seen in terms of the last six months of their growth as women, as people, as moms, as humans. It's just been sort of a magical thing to witness. And so I really wanted to call them on together because I wanted them to see it. You know, sometimes we're just like in it, so we can't see it as clearly. And so I just kind of wanted to have, just have a conversation where we could really just sort of talk about this friendship that has developed between them and how it has impacted them both. Some of the topics I think many of you guys are going to relate to. I think the common thread that we finally got to is perfectionistic parenting, like wanting to be that perfect parent. Like maybe you are the parent who is listening to the parenting podcasts and reading the books and trying to use all the tools. When you do this, then you get that. And I think it, it's it's really interesting to kind of think about this perfectionistic parenting straitjacket, right? Because it's just not possible. Like, no, first of all, let me just say this. You guys are cooler than that. Nobody likes perfect people. So striving for this unattainable goal and trying to be perfect, it really is a protective mechanism. And, 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 and it really goes, and I learned this from Brene Brown, where she says, perfectionism is actually a form of procrastination 
Because if you're always waiting for things to be just so, just perfect, which really is if I'm if I show up perfect, if I do everything perfect, then nobody can criticize me, nobody can judge me, nobody can hurt me. But it really keeps you isolated and it really keeps you alone. And so, you know, I just I I don't know, I just felt like I think a lot of us will resonate with this ideal of being the perfect parent. And yeah, I hope you guys get as much from this conversation as I did. We talked about anxiety. We talked about perfectionism. We talked about friendship and accountability. And it was a great conversation. So enjoy Liz and Michelle. I really, I, I really wanted you and Liz to come on together because you guys are such a, I don't know, it's just been cool to watch what's happened with the two of you and your small accountability group. Yeah. Just the relationship, the friendship that's formed, true accountability partners. And you live in different cities. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, I kind of feel like it's been Liz to me, Liz is a different person from who she was to who she is now with, I think just this relationship, and I'm sure the relationship has changed you too, but just the relationship, how it just has helped her to step into more confidence and less anxiety. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, I wish I knew her more before even before jumping into the group with her, but I can tell that both of us seem to be speaking more with direction and kind of like, this is what I know I need. And I'm like literally at like midlife crisis um, age. So <laughs> like maybe some of that is that like, okay, this has gone on too long or, or my feelings have been bubbling for so long and talking to someone who's saying those are valid kind of helps you to step into like, okay, what am I going to do next? And I feel like Liz the same way, like being concerned about things in interactions with kids or, or other friends or even her family, you know, just she's felt more like in her dialogue or in her description of the moment, she'll be concerned, but then she'll say, and, and like, this is what I'm going to do or, and I know it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think, confidence for both of us um has developed over gosh it's only been how long like three three months i don't know more than that i'll love to see when i first started that accountability group but you know i guess um liz so whatever me and michelle are gonna have a conversation you're here you're listening you weigh in in the comments and we'll read your comments we're gonna make it work that's what we do everything's figure outable <laughs> no big deal you know I, when i decided to do these small accountability groups I didn't 100% know why. I just wanted to give people, I think because I was playing around, I had put a couple of people in small accountability groups that I was taking part in and I was seeing huge shifts. Yeah. And and then of course I was like, okay, well I'm one person. I can't I can't necessarily keep all these people afloat. I've got to figure out a smarter way. And so I didn't really have a rhyme and a reason, but I just put certain people together and I wasn't sure why. And now that you're talking, I'm like, oh, 
you guys both had kids like at a little bit of an older age, right? And I think many people will relate to that. I mean, even though in the mastermind, it's been so cool. Like if I think back to like Allie, Allie's, uh-huh. Allie and Andrea, you know, mm-hmm. like Andrea, almost an empty nester had kids, I think started having kids maybe in her 40, early 40s. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And then Allie, who had kids in her mid 20s, you know, and the friendship that formed and how much they related to, they were learning from each other's experiences. Like, so it doesn't really matter that much, but it's been cool for you to see you and Liz. And I guess maybe that was part of it was you guys were kind of at the same stage of life. And there's just, I, I, maybe I just sensed that your chemistry would click. I don't know, but it's just been so cool to watch you guys support each other. Yeah. I, I totally feel like there's something to maybe having kids later and having had experienced some degree of the career that you wanted, even if you're not at the top of your field, but you've gotten to do some things and knowing that getting it right with family counts so much now because you're stepping in sort of to a new stage that for both of us seems to be a big deal. Like where we're like, I want to get this right. This means so much. And I want this to be harmonious. I mean, I think sometimes you get to mastermind because you're like, I can't take it anymore. But really like behind all that is like, I want to figure this out. Like I want to, I want this to be a place where we all want a vacation together. I want this to be a happy home and for everybody to feel supported and like they have a place. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think, um, and this has come up recently, very recently. I think maybe there's this category, you know, it's like everybody's always focused on, okay, how do I stop losing my mind? How do I stop, you know, yelling at my kids? or being super reactive or whatever it is. But I think there's this category of parent who a lot of times has kids at a little bit of an older age, maybe went through lots of scientific measures to have those children. There's a lot at stake. And there's this sense of like, I just want to do it right. Am I doing (laughs) it right? Like, Like, was this okay? Am I doing it okay? And the issue is, is that I think when we're always so worried about doing it so right all the time, it prevents us from showing up as an actual authentic human. Yeah. And, and then our kids act out and they don't know why they're acting out. But the truth of the matter is, is they feel disconnected from us because kids are like truth barometers. So if you're always trying to do everything so perfectly and you're never willing to screw anything up, it's almost like your kids are shaking you going, who are you? Take the mask off. I need to know who my real mom is or who my real dad is. And Mm -hmm. so I think the transformation and tell me if you agree or disagree with you and Liz that I've seen is I've seen a lot of perfect parenting unmasking in this relationship between the two of you. Do you, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Like I feel Sometimes I'll even say to Liz, like, oh, I know this wasn't probably like the mastermind thing to do where you're like, okay, so I have this new structure of ideally how it could be, but then you realize, but sometimes that has to be tweaked to make it the right, you know, just the right timing or just the right, whatever words for your kids. So it's like, you have to kind of step back away from whatever that 
idea of perfect is and say, okay, well, this is the way it's going to have to work. Yeah. And I think it's also just with the whole idea of making this the perfect house. I personally have found I've also, or home, I've also kind of gone beyond care into overcare and have yeah. not been good about my own boundaries. I mean, I was just talking to my husband about this last night, like losing yourself in the parenting and not feeling like you're on track to what else is going on in your life that also makes you a good parent. <laughs> well, look, when you show up inauthentically, it's kind of hard. Everybody is going to be a better version of themselves when we're actually ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when there's this perfectionistic standard over here, it keeps you from yourself. And so it keeps the people that love you the most from truly knowing you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it's, a, it's, it's so tricky because you like are striving, like you work so hard and you just want to get it right, you know? And now you're like, why is there a disconnect? And so I want to push back a little bit on when I'm doing it, not the mastermind way. You know, I've resisted for many, I've had people ask me to make like, assets that go with mastermind parenting that are like scripts and cue cards. And, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, those different programs that are like, when you do this, then you can have that. Randy, you always know exactly how to say things. And I'm like, I don't always know how to say things. I just show up authentically. And, mm -hmm. and eventually you're going to show up authentically and say it your way. So there really is no, there's no perfect mastermind way of saying it or handling it. What the mastermind way really is, and this is something recently that I've kind of connected the dots on, where many other programs tell you what to do, tactics and tools. This is what you do, and this is what you do, and this is what you say. What mastermind does is it teaches you how to think. So it's going to change how you think. And when you change how you think, right? Because you're going to get back to what do you really think? What does mm -hmm. authentic you actually think if you're like not trying to be the perfect person and, and shifting out of comparison and judgment? Like, what do you really think? And so we help you to get back to that place of what you actually think you. And when you, when you shift how you think, you change what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah. and so I'm providing examples for what I do based on how I think. And I'm going to teach you how to get back to what you really think. And then what you actually do will be original to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, as you're saying that, it's kind of tying into like going through the zone of genius process because then it's that's, what you really do well at and that's where you find yourself and then if you can bring that to parenting it is like the authentic you and that and that may mean you're stronger in certain areas or certain ways of parenting than others but it it does kind of connect you back to what your makeup is and how you see things 100%. and think through things i mean i think liz may have made a comment about this just a second ago but i think in our pairing as partners, I also think mm -hmm. we've gotten to that point where we can just drop 
even though Liz has a way with words, like we can uh, the the right way of speaking, you know, and be our true selves to say like, ah, uh, this thing is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I can't even find the word for it, but you know, whatever you're feeling about it and you can be your real self and you can work through, okay, here's the feeling. Let me sit with it. What well, that, you just, you just pinpointed it. It's like having a relationship, a friendship and accountability partner that you really trust, like trust enough to be like, I'm going to pull back the curtains of my life and my family and my home. And here it is. <laughs> like that takes a, that is vulnerable. It, it's really a leap of faith. Most people are like, are you kidding me? I think talking about parenting and I've, I've read some different things recently. It's the, it's the most taboo subject out there. Mm. Because it's the place where people feel the most judged, judge themselves, feel insecure, have old wounds, have resentment against their parents uh, that they've maybe masked or hidden. It's a layered, complicated relationship. And it affects everyone. Because even if you've chosen not to become a parent yourself, you still had parents, right? It affects every human. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you had parents. Maybe you chose to become a parent, like everyone's affected by this conversation. And yet it truly is a taboo subject. And when we start to talk about it, all of a sudden, no one wants to be an actual human being and right. everyone wants to like, everybody's willing to talk about it. If we look so perfect and we do it better than you and you and you, and we're comparing ourselves to the neighbors. So to have a safe space, it's like hard for me to explain what we're doing in our community to have a space where we're like, no, 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 I'm a fierce mama bear and there's no judgment or comparison or bullshittery or fucking humble bragging. Although we applaud the living hell out of ourselves and each yeah. other. Right. Yeah, totally. And I feel like the other half is true about parenting sometimes too, where people laugh it off. Like I was just yelling at my kids and everybody does that, but like, they don't want to look at it. Like what could be different, you know? So yeah, it's hard to find any community like this where you can be totally honest and you don't feel judged. And you also get people who actually want to weigh in and help you, <laughs> you know, it's I mean, it's, it's, it, you guys are an example of what a true accountability partnership can bring to your life. I mean, I can see from the outside, the shifts in the two of you, but what I would love to know, and let me, let's, let me read some of Liz's yeah. comments just so we can include her in the conversation. She says, for the record, I adore Michelle. It's been, it's been fantastic getting to know her. She has been an incredible blessing, amazing to talk to, and she helps me raise my game. Yes. I love brain dumping with her, troubleshooting, and being able to share my stuff, both past and present. I look forward to our chat, sharing, and learning from her. Um, um, perfect parenting unmasked. Yes. <laughs> She says, I feel more vulnerable when I share the issues with Michelle and troubleshoot ideas on how to solve, plus layering the concept and huge lesson of late equals empathy and connection. I'm not understanding that totally. It's great to practice when I talk to Michelle. We both know we're here to listen and be in the muck with each other and we don't have to perfectly fix. Yeah, you know, you guys workshop things together. You guys 
weigh in and workshop and and it's like two smart minds coming together and mm -hmm. really caring about what's going on in the other person's world and i think like for you you were more reserved whereas <laughs> whereas liz um to me always seemed like there was there was a there was a an anxiety that was sort of just like right there and there was a lot of apologizing like i like i'm sorry for not and she always was feeling like she was just behind the eight ball running a little bit late <laughs> and and so i'm see i see so much less anxiety and just more joy and confidence and liz and for you i see more groundedness Aww. and 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 willingness to like really share without having to like say it just so and make sure you don't hurt anyone's feelings like really sharing your brilliance in a way that doesn't feel like you're trying to sugarcoat it too much like you're not as reserved as you are what are you yeah. saying about that yeah 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 it takes a long time for me to get there i don't think i was in a session with one of our favorite people and she was just like you know i think there are probably very few people who know the real you and mm -hmm. know the vulnerable side that isn't saying the appropriate words or <laughs> whatever because that is how i just move in the world i'm not i don't know ruffle anyone's feathers off the bat or just say what i think right off the bat and i think part of that is also just upbringing like it's just what was modeled for me right um and i think when i can get to the place where I'm maybe with a smaller group of friends that I've known for a while or somebody like Liz, where I've had enough repeated interaction with, then it's like easier to say exactly what's coming to your mind rather than like, no, not that word. Let me say something else. And then you can get to the problem faster. <laughs> and that's the person I am more like with, you know, my husband, but he almost thinks I'm too abrasive. <laughs> like the flip side he's like it's the way you're saying it i'm like okay but let's just get to the answer <laughs> uh-huh it's so funny and like but finding that happy medium look i think to have so much decorum and civility in the way you deliver insight i think that can be a beautiful thing <laughs> and there are times that it's like maybe because you're not sure that you're going to say it just right, you might hold yourself back and not share your zone mm -hmm. of genius. And then yeah. other people miss out. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I've gotten that feedback in a roundabout way from a former boss. Like I finally said something truly after like a year and a half of being in this small group of like eight people that worked with him. Um, and he was like the head of a, the HR division, interestingly. And he was like, oh, like I didn't know she felt that way you know like she had some real opinions and he was recounting you know saying to someone else and i was like well yeah <laughs> but i wasn't making it known verbally um so he was kind of surprised <laughs> If you have a kid that's struggling and you know that what you're currently doing isn't working, maybe you've been reading books, you've been listening to podcasts like this one, you've been attending webinars, you've been really looking for resources, maybe even you've started going to different types of therapists and nothing really seems to be helping. 
I want you to check out our Basics Boot Camp program. We are enrolling our next small group July 1st. I don't know when the next group will be again, probably not for several months. And I want you to be in this group and let us help you, let us support you. We have a coaching program that's like no other out there. It's like parenting and personal development all under one umbrella because the difference with Mastermind Parenting than a lot of other parenting programs, which there's some great ones out there. They really have some good tips and tricks and tools. Problem is, is that until we really help you to think about your child in a different way and truly understand what's going on with them and get to the bottom of this, all behaviors is communication you're not going to remember to do any of those things. So what Mastermind Parenting does is we help you to think in a different way, think about your child in a different way, and really get to the bottom of what's going on with them. So I want you to go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash basics dash bootcamp. The link will also be in the show notes. I want you to go. I want you to check out the program. Class starts soon. If you are sick of your current reality come I promise you your life will be different after 12 weeks not just your life your kid's life and that's even more important because you have a struggling kid and I want to help you help them so can't wait to get to know you You know, that's the other piece. I think you and Liz both have struggled with that perfectionism, that perfectionistic piece. And perfectionism is a sign of procrastination. It really is. Mm. If If we say everything perfect, I better just not, well, I'm not sure yet. I'll just wait until yeah. it's perfect, right? And really, if I'm perfect, then nobody can get mad at me. Nobody can judge me. It'll keep me safe. It'll keep me protected. But it also keeps you isolated. It yeah. keeps other people from knowing, like this guy being like, whoa, she really has some opinions. And <laughs> it's like, you've got a really smart mind. You know you do. And you're methodical. And if you're too scared, if you wait too long to share those opinions because they have to be just so perfect, then everyone misses out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's true. It's really true. I think Liz just commented, I had th- about the same thing that I was thinking that I had never heard perfectionism as a form of procrastination. I didn't come up with that. I learned it. I can't Maybe. remember. I can't remember exactly who I learned it from, but it's really, you know, it's really interesting because so many people I think use the term perfectionism as a badge of honor, like in our super achievement oriented society. It's like, Oh, you know, like in the job interview, like what's your biggest weakness? I'm just such a perfectionist. Like (laughs) humble brag, (laughs) you know, I mean, sometimes it just, it's like, I just want everything to be perfect. I mean, I'll stay at the office until midnight if it's like, and then I just, at some point you're like, okay, like it doesn't have to be so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, we're not doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but that creeps into the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And so when we're trying to be so perfect, it also keeps us isolated and separated from our kids, from the people we love the most. People want to know like the you in your underwear, you know, like Mm -hmm. the kids are like, they want to climb into your bed. They're not going to say like, Ugh, mommy, you need to shave your legs or, you know, like, (laughs) 
they just want to get all up in there and right. they they want to know the real you the imperfect you know pieces so yeah, yeah yeah like i think that's part of this whole thing of realizing that not setting boundaries well was probably a function of living out what i thought i was supposed to be doing do you know what I mean? Like kind mm -hmm. of giving yourself over to somebody else because you think you're supposed to be perfect in this other way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it takes you off course for a while. <laughs> it does. Well, it does. And so that's why I like to say like, we're going to practice these personal development tools with our kids. Really? Like if you're struggling with perfectionism and boundaries and saying things clearly and directly and showing up authentically and understanding when you're giving a command and when you're giving a request like that is a leadership language so the only way that you can master these skills is a lot of practice and that's what little kids provide for us mm -hmm. right so we have all mm -hmm. these opportunities hey bud it's time to get in the bath okay and then they ignore you. And so you have all these opportunities, all those moments of the day to be like, shit, why are they ignoring me? Okay, how did I say it? Wait, was that a command or a request? Okay, oh, shit, I said okay on the end. But in five minutes, you're getting in the bathtub. Did you want to set the timer or you want me to? See, so now all of a sudden, I have clearly and assertively communicated a command. Mm -hmm. And I'm in an authority position. There is a power differential between parent and child. So now when I'm practicing that assertive communication skill all the freaking time, all day long, because we know how literal little kids are, and then it's time to go out into the world and practice this same skill at work with our parents. Like, be a clear communicator. Understand how to clearly communicate what's okay with you, what's not okay with you, what you want to happen. Like that's mm -hmm. all a part of boundaries. You're like, oh, I already have this skill set. Shit, I forgot that I could apply <laughs> the thing I learned at home now here and here and here. And very quickly, you realize you have grown as a person. You have changed because you practice this new skill at home. And now you get to use it in all these other areas. Yes, yes, totally, totally. I feel like there's a lot... I was talking about this with a friend a while ago, like how you would get back in, how should we get back into the workplace and how you parlay what you've learned in parenting as these strong skills that you can take into the workplace where people don't always, they wouldn't always list them on a resume. And you're like, wait, but that's what we need. <laughs> right. Like I can multitask. I can manage people. You know, I can stick to a schedule. I've gotten really good with time management. I know how to time block. I know how to keep a calendar. I know how to help other people <laughs> know what totally. I mean, there's so many different anyway. Okay. Here part, this part, she says, I recall when I took basics years ago, that's our Basics boot camp is our foundational program that everyone starts with when they start to learn mastermind parenting and wanted to script the perfect SAP productive conversation with my kid over an issue. That's our kind of main tool, learning how to have productive conversations. I literally typed it out, was panicked. It wasn't perfect. And I think I even shared it with you and I'm fine. And I'm finally getting it. It's about how to Think about handling the problem, not a perfect set of directions on how to fix it. Yeah. Oh, she talks about the vulnerability and the trust. 
anyway, I just think when I'm giving these live report cards, a lot of it is focused on where was your kid? What made you join Mastermind? Um, I think our kids, especially our squeakiest wheels, they're really just calling us to more. And where you guys are is to me, where you were and where you are really has more to do with as women. Both of you, I think, were deep into the throes of perfectionism. You showed up as more reserved. I think Liz also could be reserved, but she was, I saw there was a lot of anxiety. And what I've seen in both of you guys from where you were to where you are is just a ton more confidence and joy. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> like just even being a fly on the wall of seeing y'all's relationship, I just seeing so much more true joy. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes just kind of hearing somebody say, and this was the good point of my day, or I'm really excited to treat myself and do this. It just, again, it kind of gives you the moment to pause and recognize it, or even the permission to say it out loud, because sometimes life just feels like work, work, work. Like, what am I doing? That's what am I accomplishing? And then, okay. Yeah. Because if I don't talk about this or for me, if I don't talk about it, it doesn't exactly exist or I'm not giving it the airtime and the value that it needs to have. So, yeah, I think that's just easier when you hear it from someone else to stop and take stock too. And then, and then kind of verbalize it or, or prioritize it. Well, yeah, Liz just said, she for sure feels more joy and confidence. Okay. My final question for both of you guys, Liz, I want you to type in, what are you proudest of in terms of the progress you've made since you've been involved in mastermind parenting? Hmm. I think it's still a work in progress, but I think it is, I'm proud to be the parent that says, this is who my child is. Like you want to keep guiding them, but not trying to just change them and not trying to have them match what you think. I mean, I still feel like I'm not working to fit a mold as much as I might've been before, like Mm -hmm. getting my child to be this way, act this way, look this way. And he kind of came out with a neon sign like last year, like I'm not doing that. Like until you slow down and like help me out, you know, and interestingly, once you actually slow down and connect, it's like, okay, now I can kind of like rest easier. I'm not going to be quite as like much of a roller coaster with my emotions. So I think that just like, finding well, let me say this because I can't help it. Okay. (laughs) When I say these kids, these squeaky wheel kids that bring us here are calling us to more based on our conversation, based on the theme that of you and Liz and the perfectionism and everything you just said, like fully embracing the child he was born to be rather than trying to fit him into a mold of being the, what is he here to teach you? What has he called you to more? Yeah, to be my authentic self and not try to fit the mold. And they're like hints of that before he was even on this earth. And I just have strayed from that because something in my mind, I think, told me kind of at this stage, at this age, this is what things look like. So, yeah. 
kind of so so yeah so he he has called you to to break up with perfectionism like right there is no perfect mold you're perfect imperfectly you and that that's who you were born to be and that's who he was born to be and because you know how to like because of conditioning and the way you were raised and all the things you're really good at putting on that perfect mask. Totally. Totally. Right. So you're really good at taking a whole year to tell this guy what you actually freaking think when you're working at the company. Oh, she has some opinions. Right. (laughs) And he's here to say, we don't, we ain't got time for that. Come on. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly me. You're perfectly you. And I am here to make sure you get the memo mom. And I'm going to get you back to that place. You heard the message years ago and I'm going to help you get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I totally um, agree. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Well, maybe Liz will comment later here um, on what she feels proudest of. I mean, I could say what I, I think she should, because both of you guys I could pause for applause for y'all all day long um okay we gotta get on thank you for making time for this and you got a busy day yeah okay Yay. bye bye <laughs>